Welcome, Facebookers, YouTubers, Rockfinners, and Apple Podcast listeners. Now, if you're listening on a podcast, you're like, what, what are these videos he's talking about? Go in the description. You may see a link there. Then you can watch along. This is an interactive live podcast. That means any comment you put, if it's funny, rude, racist, bigoted, it doesn't matter. It just might end up on our fabulous show. And of course, we have a few little sound effects here and there. So if something very funny happens, uh, we might hit you with a sound effect. If you drop a little money in the bucket, like I'm making a donation or something, you can do that on uh, Facebook. Those are called stars. On YouTube, they're called super chats. And it makes your name kind of highlight a little better. And I'll try to see that before it goes away. Everything's really quick online. Well, then, if you do that, you might get one of these. If someone says something definitely stupid, meaning if Joe Biden or one of the Democrats starts talking, we hit them with this. And if something really fun happens or something crazy by uh, someone we don't really like, we might hit them with this one. Up in the club, trying to get some. Okay, now look, this is not just a podcast, not a vlog cast. This is a support group for normal people. Today, we're going to cover some very important topics. Did you know Salman got rushed? Jamie Foxx is at risk of getting canceled for making a comedy film. A race-hustling mom is trying to sue the L.A. Unified School District. Nobody's more woke than L.A. Unified, and even they are going to fall victim to a BLM mama. All of this, plus a fun acting clip and a comedy clip happening right here, right now, on The Right Show. A support group for normal people! Cool. Where are you from? And what's the funniest moment of Joe Biden's presidency so far? That's what I want to know. The reason it's difficult is there's been so many things that have happened to this guy in a year and a half. And it's difficult because they're not really funny. But I have compiled a little list that you'll see going by on the screen. We have falling up the stairs, forgetting his words. I think he's getting on a plane. He told me last, he came in to see me last event. A uh, hundred uh, billion million trillion vaccines have been put in the arms of a bill, 100 billion million people. We have him trying to put his jacket on, and then you see Jill Biden rush over and try to jack it off. We've had him get lost in his own White House garden. Now imagine, this guy's been in the Senate for 29 years, then he was vice president for eight years. He's been to the White House thousands of times, but he's just walking around the lawn, and the Secret Service is, the door's there, the door's there, and he walked directly into a bush. We have Joe Biden predicting Afghan won't fall, and then a month later, falls worse than Vietnam and Jimmy Carter's Iran controversial coup. In Iran, about 39, 40 years ago, 1979, you do the math, there was an actual insurrection, and a Democrat was in charge at that time, and we lost one of our great allies, the Iranian people and the Americans loved each other, but they paved the way for the radical left to come on in pushing the idea that they're victims, that they need to take out the great Satan, that they need to do like a, a program where they nationalize the oil and share it and all the people are going to do great. And the stupid students led the way. We all know about stupid students. Go to Portland, Seattle, Berkeley. And they said, that's change. Change is always good. Well, Iran got their change. And when they kicked America out, they danced and they celebrated and they clapped. And that was the last time 
Iranian students ever danced, clapped, and celebrated in public ever again. The women didn't wear their beautiful bikinis on the beach. <laughs> Covered up. You couldn't say what you want, read what you want. That country has been devastated by students and progress. So we're going to talk about that. So what are the best moments? I'm going to pull up your comments right here, and we're going to see what you guys have added to the best comments. Tennessee says, falling off the bike. I like that. Uh, Colleen says, the funniest thing is when he's bragging, prices of gas have gone down. That's a really funny thing. It's like uh, it's like if I punch you in the face, and then a week later, I'm like, your eye looks better, so we're doing good now. Well, we're missing something. When Trump was in office, gas was $2 a gallon. It went to 6 and now it's down to like 5 in California, 550 So like, it came down, not a joke. Not a joke, man. Prices are falling. How about Biden riding his bike on the beach to change out of his shorts into a swimsuit? Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Getting lost in the garden. People from Alberta, Canada are noticing twirling around, not knowing which way to go. What about shaking hands with the guy? And then he went over to shake his friend's hand and he came back because, can I shake your hand? What about fist bumping Saudi Arabia, who he said, we got to be tough on these guys, man. No, no, I'll be real tough. Not a joke. I'll be tough on Saudi Arabia. As soon as he sees him, what's up, my Arab? Walking around aimlessly behind his wife. His pretend handshake. Sarah, you beat me to it. Very cool. Well, this is a tough question, so I'll let you keep stewing on that. Drew, we need to apply a churn international pressure. Good one, Tyler. And the invisible shake, shake, shake. And he got done. He did get done going to the bathroom and he came out to the helicopter and they asked him what happened. He goes, my butt's been wiped. He was so excited. And you can't say corn pop, okay? Because corn pop was before he became president. He has a long line of them. And the best part, rest in peace. But uh, Robin Williams made fun of him long before the rest of us did. True genius. All right, when we come back, it's time to get into the nitty gritty of the righty tighty show. So my YouTube subscribers are up to 345,000 now, which is up 1,000 now. I used to go up 2,000 a day, and then YouTube er, turned off my feed, but that's great. So we're celebrating that, and I am banned from Facebook. Isn't that something? I want to tell you how I got banned from Facebook. I want you to be the judge. Put in the comments if you think this is a fair ban. This is what they did. And, uh, and then we're going to get into the upcoming tour dates. Take a look at this. I'm going to zoom in for you, so don't worry. Give me a second. Here I got an alert from Fakebook. That's what I call them. You can't post for 30 days because you posted something that did not follow our standards and our guidelines. Your content goes against our community standards again, and your account may be restricted or disabled. This is a guy named Derek Manter. I don't quite recall what he wrote, but I wrote delusional. As you can see, the word delusional now goes above and beyond the standards and the guidance of Facebook. <laughs> Do you think the word delusional is something that Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg need to crack down on? You be the judge. I asked them, what's this all about? And then they posted their standards and harassment on bullying. So saying the word delusional. Now, mind you, I get called sexist, racist, bigot, Islamophobic, xenophobic, homophobic. They call me Becky. That's not my name. That's not my name. They call me Stacey. Okay. The point is I get called all kinds of words. If I click report, they say 
Unfortunately, this does not go against our standards. So remember, you can call someone moderate like me, Persian, immigrant family, father moved here just 40 years ago, English, second language. Okay, you can call someone like that. I am, I guess I'm not a victim. So call me bigoted, Islamophobe, xenophobic, sexist, racist, homophobe. All those are beautiful words. They go well in line with fake book standards. But this word right here, that's the one you want to watch out for now. Delusional. I think fake book is a little bit delusional. If you agree with me, I want you to come see me on tour. I just got back from the Mall of America. What an amazing place. I want you to see what it looks like to make people laugh in Minneapolis. Go. All right. This is what they have to choose from. Triple chocolate, English toffee, peanut butter, oatmeal, and oatmeal raisin. Peanut butter. Oh, did somebody say walnuts? There's my favorite, snickerdoodles. So there you have it. Now, thank you, Darius Dillon, for the 99 cent. That's a dollar in the super chat. Now, some of you might mock that. Oh, he put a dollar. I love that dollar, okay? Because I have 345,000 subscribers on YouTube, 205,000 on Facebook. If everyone just gave me $1 a year, I would never ask you for anything else. Is that too much to ask? Daryush Dillon, aka Darius Dillon, thanks God for you. Now, there's been a little bit of confusion. I just told you I was banned from Facebook for 30 days for saying the word delusional. And then I have people in the comments saying, what are you talking about? I am following you right now on Facebook. I'm watching you right here, Kayvon. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure, folks. I've created more than one Facebook account. Do you understand? Because I knew this was coming. And so I have to then log out of that one, go into the new one, change my password on all the other devices, you know, and log back in. So I have created back channels for now, but that doesn't mean they're going to catch on to me eventually. And they're going to eventually shut down all my wormholes I've created for myself. You see, a Persian comedian moderate like myself, who's labeled a radical far right-wing conservative just for enjoying freedom of speech, freedom of vaccine, freedom of decisions for yourself, and not wanting to trans the kids. That's radical, by the way. We are like Mexican 
cartel members. We are creating tunnel systems right now, underground railways. You have no idea the infrastructure that we're working on. So just understand that's where we're at. Okay. Thank you. Now, I just received another super chat. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, and I can't even find it there. Christopher Jacobs, thank you. Keeping me alive another day. Christopher Jacobs just made up for nine of you. So nine of you are off the hook, but the other 345,000 plus the 202,000 on Facebook, you got to put your dollar in. You got to do it. Someone called it out in the comments. The comments went by so quickly. They said, Kayvon, I saw you in the Mall of America. You were live streaming and then you got into a fight and you told him off. Good for you. Thank you, Amira. Amira did notice exactly what happened. And I thought I would explain it to you right here, right now. So here I am with my little phone and I'm walking into the Mall of America. And I'm like, hey guys, I'm having the best day, by the way. I'm headlining the Mall of America. We're going live. There's the roller coaster. How we doing? Nice to meet you. There's Victoria's Secret. Ooh, <laughs> a couple of ladies trying them on right there. Good. Uh, and here's Nestle cookies, something for everybody. And so I'm walking to video the Nestle cookies. And there's a lady who's trying to video the cookies too. I guess she's going live. There's no way she's a famous half Persian comedian. So I wait for her to finish her video. And then I go to go in and a guy just walking through the mall charged into me. I go, what are you doing, dude? He goes, you're in the way, bro. This is Mall of America. It's like a tourist attraction. It's not a highway. If I parked on the highway and was filming a bridge and a car slammed into me, I'm owning that one. We're in front of the cookie display in a mall. There's kids walking backwards. There's moms with strollers. There's little babies on leashes wearing monkey backpacks. So this guy's just charging through the mall, shoulder charging. And I'm the wrong guy to shoulder charge in the mall. So I'm like, all right, dude, what's up? I'm going to film you. Then he slammed my, he slapped my phone. I tell you what, I'm not usually full Persian, but he brought it all. I was, I go, dude, and he's wearing a mask. So by the way, you're told every day that Minneapolis people, oh, we're from Minnesota. We're so nice. We're so nice. We vote for Ilhan Omar and we just, we want a million refugees from Somalia every year. Our diversity is our strength. We wear masks so we don't get sick. Long after the CDC stopped recommending them, woo. So they pretend they're nice, many of these people. They drive a Subaru with a coexist bumper sticker, but they'll cut you off. They'll hit you on a motorcycle. They'll shoulder charge you in the mall and then go home to their house with a little lawn sign that says, in this home, we believe everyone's equal. Black is beautiful. Gay is straight. You know, whatever their little lecture is. So that is what happened. If you were live, I, I was so angry. Because I couldn't, if this happened and I was an anonymous person in a various city, cool. But if I swung on him and I had every right to do it, he assaulted me. He hit my hand and my phone. I could have swung on him with his mask, pulled it up over his eyes, gave him one too. Here's the thing. I work in the Mall of America. I had a show in four hours. If I get dragged in by the police sitting there, they call the comedy club. One of your employees started a fist fight. I would get blamed. He would win. The left must never win, folks. Anger. Always control your anger. They're going to try to draw you into a fight. They're going to try to call you names. They want you to respond. They report you. They take you out. This is the lesson of the day. I was mad for three more days. That's not natural. That's the Iranian part. 
but I calmed down. I did not get banned from Mall of America. I will be back to perform more sold out shows. What do you think about that? Still reliving it, and all I wanted was a Toll House snickerdoodle. Folks, if you want to see me live, I highly recommend you come to one of the following tour dates. We've just added so many. We have Salt Lake City this weekend. Don't miss it. Washington, D.C. prefer Versace. Turning Point Las Vegas is bringing me. That's my two favorite things, Turning Point and Las Vegas combined. Get your tickets, support the student groups that support freedom of speech. Turning Point single-handedly is going to save stand-up comedy and your ability to laugh in comedy clubs in four to ten years because they're going to teach the student population you're allowed to joke about things, you're allowed to laugh, and a comedian is not making policy that affects your life. Untrigger yourself. This is not your safe space. The world is a place to enjoy for everyone. All right, Syracuse, New York, San Diego, Beverly Hills, that's a private event, Jewett, Ohio, never been, and Nashville, Tennessee, all leading up to my dry bar taping. Remember, all those tickets are on kvon.tv, and we're going to give you three free tickets just for supporting your favorite half-Persian comedian. Don't miss it. All right. We now move right along. So you can't say delusional on Facebook. We know that. And let's do something a little fun now. Let's do a meme off. That means we're going to vote on your favorite meme of the day. One I made up and one I did not. I thought this was very funny and I think Babylon B should hire me to write more memes for them. Tell me what you think. Portland couple thrilled to announce the birth of their new gay baby. A lot of you don't get it. I posted that yesterday. Some people said, well, how do they know? I mean, how do they know the baby? I mean, you can tell this is like satire, right? I put a B. I put emojis. Not a lot of news articles have emojis. I picked a guy with a man bun. And then I put at the bottom of the meme, should I write for the Babylon B? So a lot of people are going, hey, was that true? Like what, what newspaper was that? Oh my God, guys, really? <laughs> so this is the meme we're competing right here. That's the one I made up, the Kayvon original. Portland couple thrilled to announce birth of their new gay baby versus this one, a professional, very tough competition. Um, Eve, that's not a salad. That's my dirty laundry. Mm-mm-mm. I love this one because there's a great cartoonist involved and you can see the way she's chewing it and she's going, oh, I guess I just tossed his salad. Check the results of the meme off. Can't wait to see. No need for the dressing. It's got balsamic, <laughs> balsonic vinegar. Oops, oops, oops. Luna says, I would prefer to eat the fruit salad. That's the front part. Uh, looks like a worm, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. So, I mean, who's voting for Kayvon on that one? And who's voting for Adam and Eve? Or is it a two-way tie? I'll let you guys argue about that in the comments. Yeah. Balls on and vinegar. Kayvon, when are you coming to Canada? I love your jokes. This is a question I'll be getting each and every week. I am not coming to Canada until you do something about Justin Dildo. This guy is screwing your country. So he's made it so that people can't come unless they get multiple vaccines, three, four, five boosts. If you're a Canadian, you can just do the seven days in timeout. In America, CDC has dropped all their regulations. Hawaii doesn't make you swab your nose. You don't need a mask anywhere. But Justin Dildo wants to virtue signal that he's the furthest left. So please email me as soon as that is done, as soon as he takes his fake science off the table, and I will gladly come back to one of my favorite countries 
in the world. Moving right along. I need to redefine a few terms so that we're all on the same page here because I get a lot of hate mail from people that don't understand. So here it goes. We're going to define a conservative, a moderate, a liberal, and a leftist. Okay. A conservative is pretty much by the book. They have their standards. They want to be financially conservative. They want to be emotionally conservative. They want to have a family, nuclear family. They want to live by the book, follow the laws to the best of their ability, and will protect their family first, then their neighborhood, then their town, then their city, then their state. And of course, they love God and their country. Typically, there are atheist conservatives. Don't worry. I got you. Now, a moderate is very similar to all that, but makes a little leeway, isn't so stringent. Oh, well, you know, I have a friend uh, and he's yeah, he does things this way and I do things that way. So so be it. I choose to live more like this. Everyone's, you know, I don't agree with the conservatives on all 100 policies. I kind of have some areas of gray for various things. Maybe a little more compassionate on some things. Maybe a little more open-minded to uh, an idea that maybe a conservative would say, eh, eh, not happening. Okay. A liberal is crazy. A liberal is like, you do you, bro, and I'll do me, like whatever. And we love our crazy liberals. They really are harmless. Now, libertarians, I don't know. But a liberal is like, look, I'm not doing vaccines, but I'm not telling you what to do, bro. I eat mushies to help my anxiety. And if I think I'm going to get COVID, I have three mushies, bro. Okay? I'm getting four tattoos on my leg right now that kind of blend into my balls. Cool. Whatever, liberals. I'm going to Burning Man, and then I'm going to go to a gay pride parade the day after. I'm going to double up. Okay, whatever liberals, you be as liberal as you want, but they don't seem to hate as much. Like, dude, you're eating meat? That's cool. I'm off the juice myself. I'm doing vegan. Whatever. Liberal can be whatever. But a leftist, the natural enemy of America, a leftist is someone who's Marxist, socialist, communist. They want a big, huge government to take care of everyone. They want free health care. No such thing. They want free student loans. Why would you give students free money? Then they're going to have to pay the rest of their life for a degree they did not earn. They didn't want to go to school. The degree didn't pay anything. So they chose inefficient degrees, wasted government money, and now they just want you to continue taking care of them. This is what you need to know. So if I call you a leftist, that's the worst thing in the world. Liberal, you're a little wacky. Conservatives, I find myself to be a moderate conservative. I'm more moderate, open-minded, but I'm kind of right there in the, in the little 50 shades of gray in between. So if you're wondering, that's where we're at. Do you agree with my assessment? What did I miss? Let's check in the comments. Helen says leftists want free stuff. Christopher Jacobs agrees liberals are too stoned with mushies and weed. Your liberal is what we call a hippie in Australia. Thank you, Gazale. And soy boy, Justin Dildo, is indeed a leftist. Sean Penn? Yeah, he might be. You know, Bill Maher. Bill Maher is on the radical left most of the time, but he pops over every now and then. He considers himself basically a liberal. And he makes good points every third day he's on TV. Bro, watch out, Kayvon. We have no freedom of speech in Canada. That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. Somebody loves me. Sugar dad. I guess I have a sugar daddy now. Thank you for the chat. There was a time when uh, YouTube wasn't banning my views and I was getting 
I can't even tell you, four to $800 a night in Super Chats. And it went completely down to almost nothing. And thanks to Sugar Dad, Christopher, all you guys, it's coming back. And I really appreciate you guys because I use all this money just to advertise my upcoming live tour dates. And the more full the rooms are, the more normal people find out about the right show. And boom, that's why so many people are tuning in here. Okay, it is time to go to the next segment of the right show. Buckle up. This one is going to make you mad. We know that BLM is an a race hustling mom is suing the LA Unified School District for being racist over plants and bushes. Huh? First of all, LA Unified fancies themselves as the most far left, open-minded, we're the ones who aren't racist. You have cultivated an environment where now your BLM moms are going to start chipping away and suing you for every little tiny thing. And guess what, LA Unified? You kind of deserve it. Now, first, the radical left BLM said, don't say this one word. We have this one word. If you don't say it, we're cool. Then it was, don't say this phrase. You know, you can say people of color, but don't ever say colored people. Otherwise, we're allowed to hit you. And then, oh, don't say you people. And don't say your people. And don't say your culture or Michael. So the rules just keep expanding forever. So here we are. And this comes to us from the news. A black parent accuses an LA elementary school of traumatizing her daughter with cotton picking project. The mom says in her lawsuit, her daughter experienced extreme emotional distress by being involved in a project where she watched other kids pick cotton. So she's not even saying her child participated. She's traumatized from watching it. First, I need to educate my viewers on cotton so that we're all on the same page. Black people, you're not the only people in the world that ever got lynched. That was something that happened to more white people. The English got lynched. Robin Hood got lynched. You ever see the movie? You got Clint Eastwood who got lynched. So if you see a rope, that doesn't mean black people. Just calm your nerves. That means anyone could die from a rope. Jesus Christ was about to get lynched. They change it to a cross. Okay. Now, here we go. Cotton. Black people, I'm going to talk to you because you know I love you. And the ones who watch my show aren't even concerned about this. But the radical leftists who kind of trickle in, you're going to be shocked. You are not defined by cotton. I will read to you. The history of cotton. Cotton can be traced to his historical roles in India, the British Empire, and then the United States. Now, what's older? The United States or India? Thank you. It continues to be an important crop and commodity today. So it's not like cotton was just this slave crop that we did away with, the N-word of crops. No. The history of domestication of cotton is very complex and it is not even exactly known. Several isolated civilizations in both the old and the new world independently domesticated, converted, and turned cotton into fabric. All the same tools were invented to work it and it was by hand, then by spindles, by primitive looms, and eventually by the cotton gin. Are we on the same page now? My shirt is cotton. This sweatshirt is a cotton blend. Black people, to this day, you wear cotton. You can open Tylenol. There is cotton in there. So cotton is part of everyone's reality. Let's go back to the insane race-hustling mother now. And I read... A black mother filed a lawsuit against Los Angeles Unified School District, or LAUSD, in state court last week. Elementary school project where she says involves students picking cotton to learn about slavery. In the lawsuit obtained by NBC, Rashonda Pitts calls the project culturally insensitive and says her daughter has suffered extreme emotional distress 
as a result of the assignment. Do you think the daughter suffered distress? Or when daughter came home and told mama about the project, big mama saw dollar signs. She has uncontrollable anxiety attacks, the lawsuit says, adding she's also experienced bouts of depression when thinking about that cotton picking project. Pitts says she first noticed her daughter showing signs of distress when she became very quiet and reserved for two weeks. Now, how did she know she wasn't just wanting to transition into another gender? This is back in 2017, by the way. So this has taken five years to develop a lawsuit. When the project was underway, according to the suit, about a month later, Pitts noticed a cotton field had been planted at her daughter's school while dropping her off and brought it to the attention of the principal. The associate principal explained that the students in her daughter's class were reading an autobiography by Frederick Douglass in which Douglas discussed picking cotton. And the field was planted for students to have a real-life experience of what it was like to be an enslaved person. Okay, so that's what the principal says. Does the principal know exactly the scope of the project? The principal could have explained that quite better anyways. We regret that an instructional activity in the garden at Laurel School was construed as culturally insensitive, the spokesman said. So here we go. There were a variety of fruits, vegetables, and other plants in the school. And it's been a school-wide tradition. It's been in place for years and it has never been used as a tool to reenact historical events. So what you have here is you have the mom saying, ah, I saw one of the plants. It was cotton. This whole thing is about slavery. The assistant principal, who knows what this guy knows, they show up to school a few hours a day and then sit in the office. And then the school's officially telling you they've had a garden for decades. They've always had various crops. And of course, it had nothing to do with being culturally insensitive. I believe this mom should get her children taken away from her. She's teaching her child to not be able to handle society. She's emotionally abused her child, made her feel scared instead of laugh about picking fruit, cotton, various things. And I just wonder if they had grown watermelon in the patch, what would have happened? And what is going to happen the next time LA Unified serves fried chicken in the lunchroom? Are we going to have to burn this city to the ground? When we come back, we're gonna think about a lot more racism and if it's real or fake. We know that BLM is anti-USA. You can only pick one or the other. You get three letters, choose wisely. Teaching history is not racist. Teaching history is something we should all do. We should teach it accurately. And this mom should have her kids taken away. Let's see what the comments say. Opportunist. That's right. You know, racism is dying when maybe 60 years ago, you'd be in fear of actual people coming to do damage, violence to you. And now you can't even learn about plants, vegetables, and fruit. All right. It is time to move into the next topic. Salman Rushdie, he's an author. He wrote a book that was mildly critical of Islam. He was immediately considered an enemy of Islam. And when you're an enemy of Islam, it's not just like, oh, the LDS community doesn't like you. The Catholics are upset with you. You have the heads of state, the Ayatollah of Iran, put a $3 million fatwa on his head, meaning anyone who is able to bring him to his demise will get paid from the tax dollars and the socialist earnings of the Iranian Muslim government. They've never condemned that. They've never changed their policy. They've never taken the $3 million bounty off of the author's head. The author indeed was Muslim himself. So this very tolerant, the religion of peace had an attack. I want you to see what happened when he tried to speak 
at his last gig. So you have Will Smith coming up and slapping someone for a joke they don't like. You have people running on stage and trying to punch Ben Shapiro. And then you have the next level, the religion of peace level. And another breaking story to tell you about right now, author Salman Rushdie, whose writing led to death threats from Iran in the 1980s, was attacked this morning as he was about to give a lecture in western New York. The AP is reporting that a man stormed the stage and began either punching or stabbing Rushdie. The suspect was restrained. No word yet on Rushdie's condition. His book, The Satanic Verses, has been banned in Iran since 1988, and a bounty of more than $3 million has been offered for anyone who kills the author. So his name is Hadi Matar, a religion of peace lover from Lebanon. Uh, obviously, it's the most beautiful, most loving, peaceful religion. They never do anything. They, they're getting a bad rap just because people are so uh, Christian and negative. It's not that we are noticing anything with our two eyes. Now, the stabbing was insane. It was done in America because the Democrats and the radical left keep ushering in more. To them, it's more voters, so they don't care what kind of values they enter our country with. And Salman Rushdie, it appears, has lost the use of his eye for the rest of his life, blinded. Which means, since uh, you didn't finish the job, you don't get the $3 million, I wonder what they give for an eye. Okay, one eye, let's see. Uh, that would be $20,000. Had you got two, $40,000. Take an arm, we throw in 100000 You can work your way up, but you know the grand prize from the religion of a peace? Ah! $3 million, but you have to do the job. So, that is a crazy Lebanese, but more important, you guarantee he votes Democrat. You guarantee whether he likes Democrats or not, they are the reason he's here. They are the reason his crime persists. And they are the reason why this keeps happening. Because no one's willing to call a spade a spade except for a very famous half-Persian comedian. This guy who has no tolerance. If this had been Mormons on bicycles that kept blowing up, I would speak against Mormons on bicycles. If this had been Japanese girls uh, who pray to a new religion, I'd say that religion's got trouble. But unfortunately, we have to pretend this doesn't exist. Salman Rushdie, still dealing with a fatwa from radicals. The job is not done. When we come back, we're going to show leftists behaving badly, and now it's affecting comedy. Jamie Foxx can't even release a new movie. Jamie Foxx is scared to release a new comedy film where Robert Downey Jr. plays a Mexican character. Now, you can already tell it's got to be hilarious. Jamie Foxx, he can do impressions, sing, dance, tell jokes, funny-looking, funny characters. Jamie Foxx even plays a white cop in one of the scenes of this movie. He asked Robert Downey Jr., saying, I saw what you did on Tropic Thunder. I would love to have your talents for this character. You have to do it. Robert Downey Jr. said yes. Robert Downey Jr. showed up, did the makeup, got paid for the movie, and he's waiting for its release. But now everyone's scared. Why is everyone scared? Because the radical left makes life impossible. Now, even though Jamie Foxx is 
black and he's played women and he's played gay characters and he's made us laugh for three decades. He's painted into a corner because he is still respected by the radical left. They still consider him in and he doesn't want to burn that bridge. You can lose favor from the radical left as soon as you disagree on one topic. So Jamie Foxx says, I don't know, it'll be tough to release the shelved comedy starring Robert Downey Jr. as a Mexican man. This was a 2016 directorial effort, and I read to you. Jamie Foxx told Cinema Blend, his unreleased directorial effort, The All-Star Weekend, remains shelved due to current state of comedy. The Oscar winner shot a comedy in 2016 with a cast, get this, that has Jeremy Piven, Robert Downey Jr., Benicio Del Toro, Gerard Butler, and Eva Longoria. That's an all-star cast. That movie is $20 million sitting on the shelf somewhere of profit, okay? Minimum. All-Star Weekend stars Fox and Piven, two best friends, white and black, who win tickets to the annual NBA event. The left should be loving this. Their characters take a road trip to Los Angeles to attend the All-Star game. Mostly black people in that, but their journey is upended by a handful of wacky characters. Downey Jr. took a page from Tropic Thunder, starring as a Mexican man. One of Fox's multiple roles is a white racist cop. You would think the left would love it. The film has sat on the shelf, unreleased, for several years. Fox defended casting Downey as a Mexican man with Joe Rogan. Man, I called Robert. I said, I need you to play Mexican man. I said, you played black dude in Tropic Thunder. You killed that shit, man. You got to be able to do this character. Jeremy Piven appeared with Gary Owen in May and said fans will never see this movie because Jamie does not want to release it. He is scared to death of the radical left. Let's see what you guys think about that in the comments. The movie sounds good, says Lana Banana Hall. I hope he does release it. Roberto Downey Jr. If his name was Roberto, that'd be great. Can we agree actors play characters? Playing a character is the point of getting into acting. The left has made a new rule. If that's not who you are, you can't play that character. Hello. What kind of <laughs> is this? I want you all to name your favorite movie in the comments. Do it right now. May I want you to name your favorite movie and I will prove to you leftist or stupid. Take a moment. Think about it. I'll give you an example. Forrest Gump. Well, first of all, you can't have Tom Hanks play that because he's not slow. You have to have a, a kind of developmentally disabled person play that because that's the character. There goes your favorite movie, Forrest Gump. Plus, Lieutenant Dan had legs, but they used green screen and removed them. That was actually a controversy when the movie came out. Why did they put a guy with legs to play the no-leg character? Because for the first half of the movie, he had legs, you idiot. So you can have a no-leg guy playing the first half of the movie, and then this, either way, someone's faking it. Someone's acting. Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh, here's a leftist. You can't, you can't do that because, um, you see, Robin Williams is not a, a grandma, like an elderly scot. Scottish grandmother or Irish grandmother named Mrs. Dutfire. That's the whole point, you idiot. Here's one, Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio is not poor, so he wouldn't like need to like hustle someone out of a ticket to get on a cruise across the Atlantic. He's rich, so you gotta pick a poor person. Okay, let's see what movies you have and I'll prove leftist or stupid. Friday. Uh, Ice Cube at that time, uh, wasn't living in the hood, not without my daughter. Sally Field never technically moved to Iran, so you have to put a woman who moved to Iran in the movie so that she can represent escaping Iran. Tombstone. Those guys were not alive back then. You have to pick someone who was alive 
in, I believe, the 1800s and a cowboy to play that role. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Only us leftists can play this film because we're the only ones that qualify. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to make more jobs for themselves. You got to be Mexican to play the Mexican. All right, when we come back, a whole lot more. We're exposing leftist one segment at a time. The reason is this is not just a podcast. This is a support group for normal people. We'll be right back. We have had enough negativity on this show, dang it. I would rather just cover funny comedy-related items, but we have to dig in to what's going on because it's affecting me first in my comedy career. Then it starts to trickle over to your job and your workforce. Next thing you know, you're trying to figure out your pronouns at a four-day company summit and nobody's getting any work done. Your company's not profitable. You lose your job. You go out of business and you're like, Oh, I wish we would have known this was coming. I am warning you now the things I'm telling you, I'm usually four to six years ahead of what you're about to feel at your school, your PTA meeting, your church, and your company boardroom. With that said, we never lose track of the funny because trying to take away our sense of humor is what the left wants more than anything. Then they can chisel away at the rest of our values. So we stay funny. And I have posted a clip on TikTok that has... Check this out, 20,000 views in one day. Now, it's not technically TikTok. I wanna break it down for you guys so you can you know, get up to speed. There's TikTok, but a lot of people don't like TikTok. So Instagram made a thing called Reels. Boom, Reels is the Instagram version of TikTok. Then Facebook owns Instagram. So on Facebook, they added another segment for Reels. So there's Instagram Reels, which are TikToks, Facebook Reels, which are TikToks, and then YouTube saw everybody doing this. Like, we're doing it too. So YouTube calls them shorts, okay? I just call them all TikToks like Kleenex, kind of like a, like a like Xerox. Can you make a Xerox of this? Oh, uh, don't you mean a copy? Okay, that's what we do. We just use colloquial terms. Did I say that right? Okay, folks, here is my Instagram reel, which has 20,000 views in just one day. Go check it out. Give it a like, click share, however you do that. And we are going to take this thing to the next level. Ladies, don't be confused. These muscles will not defend you. <laughs> these are for looks. These are designer muscles. That's what these are. Yeah. These are for Starbucks. <laughs> They're not for Tai Chi. They're for Chai Tea. That's what you do with it. So as a better comic now, which I am, that was filmed three years ago, and I believe. So I watch my clips and I criticize myself. And the one thing I did wrong is I go, these are not for Tai Chi. Well, that's karate. Tai Chi, I should have just smoothed it out, okay? I don't know Tai Chi, but if I'm going to mime Tai Chi, so that's how critical I am. So don't think, oh, I need to criticize your comedy, cave on, or I need to educate you. The left always tries to do that. Just so you know, I didn't like your joke. I'm more critical of myself, and that joke is going viral, and yet I still wish I went Tai Chi. These muscles are not for Tai Chi. They're for Chai Tea. And I was on the airplane watching that as I edited it, going, oh, I should have went like this. And I'm doing this on the plane <laughs> and people are staring. I looked at, oh, oh yeah, everyone's staring at me. Watch it again and see how I criticize myself for simply not making it a smooth and going just a little slower, but I'll fix it in the live show. Yeah. These are for Starbucks. <laughs> they're not for Tai Chi. They're for Chai Tea. That's what you do with this. There you go. Do you see how critical a comedian is watching yourself constantly perfecting much like the way uh, you might say, wow, that's a great carving. 
you know, and then uh, the person, the artist who actually did it would say, no, 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 I messed up the eyebrow. And you can see the wrinkle on the left side of the face is not perfect. That's what you call refining, but I'm not worried about it. Still enjoyed. Now, a lot of you may or may not know this, but I was in a film called Funny Thing About Love. It just came out this year and it was so exciting to watch in the theater. I mean, I guess technically it came out in December. So I guess it's been, uh, you know, nine, 10 months, but many of you never saw the film. So I'm going to give you a quick sneak peek of the movie and it's PG. Don't expect this crazy laugh out loud, raunchy comedy. It's very gentle. It's almost like a Hallmark movie, but if you like it, go check out funny thing about love. You'll see my acting. I do a little comedy in it and it's with John Heater from Napoleon Dynamite and a few other notable cast members you will recognize. Enjoy. Did someone summon me to the kitchen table? Oh, yes. We need you to write down something that you're thankful for. Okay. And this can be anything I want. Yep. Just a warning, it will be read out loud to the whole entire family. <laughs> yeah, let me get another one of those, please. Thank you. Oh, what are you guys doing over here? Hold on. A little puzzle action, watch this. This one would be a perfect fit there. This one, you're gonna want it there. Corner's almost done. Son, we've been working on this puzzle for over 15 minutes and we haven't gotten a single piece to fit. I'm sorry. No, don't be silly. We're just, we're wondering how you're doing it. Well, when I was a kid, my dad used to make me solve a giant puzzle that was literally a black square before I could go play with my friends, so. <laughs> you're lying. Scout's honor. Hey, fellow scout here, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie quit after Cub Scouts. Oh, you gotta let that go, Dad. Well, full disclosure, I only made it to Tenderfoot. Whoa, Tenderfoot? That's impressive, huh? That would've been, that would've been something. I am so sorry I'm not the perfect son that loves sleeping in the freezing cold and not in his nice warm bed, Dad. Is that what you wanna hear? Well, that'd be nice, yes. Actually, for your information, I went down to Troop 482 and I tried getting back in, but they said, one, I was way too old, and two, it wouldn't be appropriate. That's what a tenderfoot would do. I forgive you. I love you, Dad. <laughs> hey, how about uh, you helping us out this puzzle? Sure, let's hey, do it. No, Luke, you need to come help us. Yeah, this one's way harder. Well, you know what? I'll sit in the middle, I'll help everybody. How's that? Scott. Yeah. Oh, that is fantastic, thank you for doing that. Will do, bye. Was that Scott your manager? Yeah, he just hired Mrs. Appletree to be his new secretary. Mrs. Appletree from the soup kitchen? Yeah, isn't that cool? Look at you, changing people's lives. I'm just happy I could be in a position to help. Oh, that reminds me. Any word from the television producers? Actually, those were the fans that wanted to meet after the show, and they want to have another meeting about a possible one-hour comedy special on one of the big streaming networks, which will probably turn out to be nothing. Are you kidding me? First of all, thanks for withholding this exciting news. And second, they'd be crazy not to sign you to deal right now. Damn, you got real talent. I mean, you're, you could be on the Jimmy the, uh, show. The, what? 
The Jimmy, you know, I forget his last name. Jimmy Kimmel. No, no, the funny one. Uh, Jimmy uh, Conan. No, no. Jimmy uh, Lip Sync. Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. That's it. You could be on the Jimmy Fallon. You'd be great on Fallon. Well, thank you. That means a lot. You have survived the right show. We had a lot of fun. We covered a lot of topics. Thank you for tuning in. We got a lot of uh, a lot of money in the super chat tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on Locals now. If you don't know how to get to Locals, just type this in your browser. We're going to hang out there and say whatever we want. And please use freedom of speech. That's why we're there. I want to see some of the raunchiest, craziest chats as soon as I log in in about five, four, three. How about in two minutes? 